The Productive Woman, Episode 40. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. As always, I thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we'll be talking about motivation, what it is, where it comes from, how we lose it, and how we can get it back. You'll find links and reference materials for more information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 40. This episode is brought to you by Doodle, an online scheduling service that simplifies scheduling meetings of two or more people. Check out Doodle's great features by visiting theproductivewoman.com slash doodle. And before I get started, I do want to share a quick tool of the day recommendation. Now, this comes from listener Jamie Clark Samples, and she shared a tool that she's loving on the Productive Woman's Facebook page. And I thought I'd pass it along because it sounded kind of cool. And this is what Jamie said on Facebook. She said, I wanted to pop over and share an app that I love that helps me to be productive when I'm on the go. I've been using TinyScan for quite some time, and I just love it. It was about $4.99, and it, that is $4.99, and it turns my phone into a scanner and lets me email a scan document whenever I need to. I thought it was a great tip to share with other fantastic busy ladies that are killing it in their industry. I'll put a link in the show notes to TinyScan so you can check it out for yourself, and thank you, Jamie, for sharing this tool with us. It looks very cool. Okay, so motivation. I've been thinking lately about why people, including me, do the things they do. Part of it's been an examination of the motives, you know, what I and other people hope to get out of the things we do, why we do them. But it was also spurred by my own frustration, I guess, at how I can work so hard to do things for other people and yet never seem to find the energy, the time, the, you know, the motivation to do certain things that are really important to me. So anyway, as I thought about it, I thought, you know, this, maybe I'm not the only one that's been thinking about this or struggling about this. I, I did some research and I thought I'd share it with you in case it's helpful to you. And so as always, because I'm a lawyer and I think about what words mean, I start by looking looking at what is motivation, what does the word mean, and, and uh, I mean, it's literally the desire to do things. Uh, one article I read said, it represents the reasons for people's actions, desires, and needs. Motivation can also be defined as one's direction to behavior or what causes a person to want to repeat a behavior and vice versa. A motive is what prompts us to act in a certain way or at least um, to develop an inclination for specific behavior. Motivation is what makes us act. They are the needs, motivations, motives are the needs or wants that drive our behavior and explain what we do. So, you know, the bottom line is that motivation is the why. It's why we're doing what we're doing or why we want to do maybe what we do. Um, the, there are, I, I read one interesting article, a psychology article that talked about kind of the components 
of motivation. And it put it in the terms of, first of all, activation. This is the, the decision to initiate a behavior. And then there is persistence, which is, drives the continued effort toward a goal despite the existence of obstacles. And finally, there's intensity, which is, uh, according to this article, the concentration and vigor that goes into pursuing a goal. So motivation as a concept or as, as the driver for what we do has these three components. And so that's what motivation is. Why does it matter? Well, I mean, if we're not motivated to do something, we won't do it. We won't, uh, everything we do has some motivation behind it. And as women, there are things we want to accomplish. And we've talked in the past about goal setting and, you know, having these objectives to work toward, but uh, honestly, having a goal isn't enough. Achieving a goal requires the ability to persist past obstacles and the endurance to keep going even when things get difficult. And that's motivation, right? Um, so what motivates us, uh, and again, this is why motivation matters and the motives behind what we're doing matters. What motivates us, our mindset and the things that are driving our behavior can impact what we're able to accomplish. There are studies that show, for instance, the difference between the way high achievers and lower achievers think. And I'll put a link to, uh, to some articles about this in the show notes in case you want to look into it a little more. But there was one Psychology Today article that I thought was very, very interesting and really has, uh, it, it's made me think um, that they said, in general, the studies show that high achievers are motivated to achieve. Well, I mean, that's not surprising, but they have a strong desire to accomplish something important, and they are gratified by success at demanding tasks. So those are the people that are, are kind of categorized as high achievers. On the other hand, these studies show that less high achievers are often more motivated to avoid failure. Okay, so high achievers are motivated by a desire to accomplish something. Uh, people who are less high achievers are motivated to avoid failure. They're so more focused on protecting themselves from embarrassment and from feeling incompetent, uh, and that leads to them being less likely to attempt achievement-oriented tasks, the kind of things that high achievers gravitate towards. And the, these people, the less high achievers, that category of people um, that are motivated to avoid failure, if they can't completely avoid the tasks that they fear failing at, they will be likely to procrastinate. So I guess the, uh, the point of this study, or one of the points of this study, is that uh, folks that are uh, motivated by a, a desire to avoid failing are going to be likely to procrastinate m more so than high achievers who welcome the challenge of something they might not succeed at. So the point is, our motivations matter. Uh, the reasons why we're doing things can limit our ability to accomplish the things that we want to accomplish and uh, have a real bearing on the outcome of our of our efforts towards our goals. 
Where does motivation come from? Well, there are psychological explanations for where it comes from, our instincts, biological drives and needs, and all sorts of things like that. Uh, And again, there are I'll put a couple of links in the show notes for some articles. I, I just, maybe I'm just too nerdy for words, but I, I found this kind of interesting looking at this and thinking about how it applied to, to myself. There are basically two types of motivation. They they categorize them as either extrinsic or intrinsic extrinsic motivations are things that come from outside us. So things like trophies or money or social recognition or praise, if we're working for those things, those are extrinsic motivations. Intrinsic motivation is something that comes from inside us. So when we do something just for personal gratification, you know, maybe the desire to experience something new or a desire to learn, those are intrinsic, internal kinds of motivations. And as I was researching this and kind of scrolling around looking at different things, I came across a really interesting TED Talk about research that shows that extrinsic motivation is simply not as effective as intrinsic motivation. And he was talking about in the workplace, and the and the, he kept talking about the breakdown between what science knows and what business does in terms of trying to motivate workers. But there there's some real application to us as individuals as well. And according to the studies cited in this TED Talk, in the workplace, and I would I would venture to say in just everyday life as well, the most effective motivation comes from internal or intrinsic desires for autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Those are the three things that really um, are the most powerful motivators, a desire for autonomy or self-direction, self-determination, uh, mastery, the sense of accomplishment of, of mastering a task or a skill, and purpose, having a real meaning and value in the things that we're doing. Those three things, as I've said, uh, these studies are showing are the most powerful motivators for most, uh, certainly in the business world, but I, like I said, I, I think that's so applicable to everyday life as well. And you can break it down into the different kinds or areas or categories of motivators. There are lots of different ways to look at this, but I really liked a list that um, I found in a, a life hack article that uh, I, again, I'll link to this in the show notes and I'm, I'm going to try to embed the Ted talk video in the show notes. So you might look for that as well. But so this life hack article listed several different categories of motivators uh, and based on psychological studies. One of them was incentive type of uh, motivation. And these are the rewards like bonuses and promotions, prizes, ribbons, those sorts of things. Obviously, these are external or extrinsic motivators. Another category is fear. Fear can be a powerful motivator. A fear of undesired consequences can drive us to do things. This, you know, as a side thing, is not a particularly um, effective motivation in the long term, but it certainly can get us to do uh, to do things. Uh, the next category this article listed is achievement. This is what he, they called a drive for competency. 
um, there's something in us that wants to feel competent and good at something and, and that, that sense of accomplishment. It's often uh, the achievement motivation is an intrinsic motivator or an internal. But if our desire for achievement involves a desire for external recognition or positive feedback from our peers and our superiors, then that's an extrinsic or external motivator. Uh, the fourth category that this article talks about is growth. Growth is a motivator, the need for self-improvement. This obviously is an intrinsic or an internal drive for uh, that, that we as humans, to varying degrees, have this desire, this need to get better and better, to improve ourselves as people or, or in those sorts of things. The fifth category is power. And this can, uh, it can be, again, a, a strong motivator, and it might be either a desire for autonomy, that is self-determination, power over our, our own life and, and surroundings, or it can be a desire to c control others around us, that some people are motivated by that. And then the, the sixth category that this article talked about is social motivators, and that's a you know, maybe a desire to belong, a need for connection, a desire to contribute and make a difference. Uh, those are the kinds of things uh, that can be very motivating to a lot of us. So, I mean, this is kind of background, and I hope you don't find it too boring. I, I just thought it was really interesting to sort of think about these things and how, how it applied to me. Um, you know, which of those categories am I motivated by? I, you know, at times by fear. I, of, I, there are certain things that I do. Um, you know, why do I use my turn signal when I drive? Well, I don't want to get a ticket. And, you know, so that's sort of a fear uh, uh, motivator. Or, you know, taking care of my clients uh, at my day job as a lawyer may be motivated by um, a desire for achievement and uh, you know, to be competent at what I do, it might be a social motivator. I I want to the um, I want to please my clients and and get that good feedback from them. I might it might be motivated by fear. I don't want to get fired. You know, so all these things. Um, it's sort of interesting to evaluate where you think um, your strongest motivators come from and think about what that might mean and if they're extrinsic or external kinds of motivators. Uh, are those strong enough to keep you going past the obstacles that might be in front of you uh, with the things that you're trying to accomplish? So how do we lose our motivation? What kinds of things can weaken or undermine our motivation to do the things that we need to do or, or that we want to do? It can be motivated by our circumstances, by... Um, you know, when things, it may be a loss of confidence that the objective that we're, we're working toward is even reachable. If we've set a goal so high that it just doesn't seem attainable, then we may lose that confidence that is necessary to, uh, to motivate us to keep going. When our feelings and our thoughts are out of sync about a particular task or goal or objective, we can lose motivation. If we're doing something because we think it's a good idea or a worthy goal or whatever, but we don't feel good about our ability to do it or we don't really 
you know, our, our feelings about it maybe are ambivalent, then it, it, there, there's that disconnect between our thoughts. We think we should want to do this thing and our feelings that maybe we, um, we're not sure it's worthwhile. Um, we can lose motivation if we don't see results if, uh, or if we don't see a clear connection between the effort we're putting into it and what we're getting out of it. I will admit that this one I stro- I think applies to me when it comes to, um, you know, weight and fitness and those sorts of things. Because at my age, and I'm, you know, I'm coming up, I'll be 55 next month. It, I have to work really, really hard to lose a pound or to get fit. The older you get, the harder it is to sort of manage those things. And if it seems like, you know, if the goal is out there to lose 20 pounds and it seems like you're going to have to work forever, you can lose motivation and just go have a fudge sickle. And I, I do sometimes. Um, so that's one of the things that can cost us or weaken or undermine our motivation. We can just get discouraged by how hard it is. If, if we've taken on a task or uh, we're, we're working towards something that's just, there are so many challenges and obstacles and it's a really hard slog, it, it, we can lose motivation. We can, or if we've lost our focus. And finally, another thing I thought of is, you know, when our goals are out of line or the, our goals are objective or whatever this thing is that we're working toward, if it's out of line with our values, it's going to be real hard to maintain the motivation to keep going. You know, and that's one of the things you need one mo- kind of motivation to start something, but that may not be enough motivation to keep you going over the long haul if it's something that, you know, that's going to take a long haul. So those are some things that can cost us our motivation. So when those things happen, what can we do to get our motivation back? Uh, some, to some extent, I think it depends on how we lost it. Uh, but there are some things that I, that I thought of and things that I, you know, as I was reading and researching and preparing for this, that I, you know, ideas that, I, that uh, kind of appealed to me. For me, always the first step is to revisit the why. If I'm struggling to stay motivated and focused on getting something accomplished that is, you know, on my, on my goal list or a task at work or whatever, to, to th- go back and look at the why you undertook it. Make sure that that objective is in line with our values And if you've been with me on the show for a while, you remember way back uh, toward the beginning, um, we, we talked about establishing goals that are consistent with our values and doing that sort of self-evaluation about what really matters to us and what's important to us. And if we are undertaking some sort of task or goal or objective that is not consistent with the things that we really value, we probably will find reasons not to continue or, or to only be half-hearted about it. And, and success is going to be hard to come by. So revisit the why if you're struggling to keep motivated and, and uh, think about how and if and in what way, whatever it is you're trying to keep doing is consistent with the things you value most. 
And toward that end, maybe one thing to do is to to just sit down and make a, you know regain focus by making a list of the benefits that we'll gain by pers- persevering past the obstacles that are slowing us down. I mean, literally, get a piece of paper and a pencil out and um, and brainstorm what good things will come of accomplishing this thing that I'm struggling to stay motivated toward. And put that list where we can see it regularly, consult it, and remind ourselves there was a reason we undertook this, uh, this goal, this objective, this thing that we want to accomplish. And we just need to remind ourselves, especially if you know we're talking now about the motivation to keep going when things have gotten um, the excitement is worn off, or we've we've uh, things have just gotten hard. So make that list of the good things that will come out of it. the The next thing is to work on our mindset about the obstacles that we're over over uh, in the, you know, that we're having to deal with. It's easy when we're struggling to accomplish something and we're running against obstacles to really focus on those obstacles and feel kind of negative about them. And so the challenge in that point is to take a step back, look at those obstacles and, and look, see if there's something positive, a a positive way to look at it. Is there a lesson to be learned Is there just the satisfaction to be gained from persevering, even though it's hard? I guess the point is, when we've talked about this in past episodes, choosing to find something positive, even in the hard things. Positive people get more things done. They accomplish more. And I know that I'm more productive when I'm positive, even when things are hard. If I can be oh, you know, when I'm crazy busy at work and I'm exhausted and I haven't had a chance to leave my desk to get something to eat um, or, or whatever, I can, I can be grumpy and frustrated and tired uh, about how hard it is and how everything's going wrong. Or I can be grateful that I have a job. You know, it's, and we've talked about this more than once, choosing to focus on the positive um, the, the privilege of doing whatever it is we're doing or, or whatever, but, but find some way to turn our view of these obstacles on its head and be more positive and, um, therefore I think more productive. Um, and t- along those lines, look for the intrinsic motivation, the internal thing. What, um, it's not always about what, uh, outside benefits we're going to get, but what personal satisfaction, what uh, sense of accomplishment that we can get, whether anybody notices it or not, um, those are the kinds of things, as we've said, the, the, the intrinsic motivations, and in particular, the, that autonomy, that, that sense of mastery and the purpose behind what we're doing. Those are the strongest motivators, the things that will keep us going when the, you know, nobody's paying attention and we're not getting the the feedback that, or the praise or the bonus or whatever. So look for the internal motivation for the thing you're doing and focus on that. As on a practical level, I would say, you know, take care of ourselves physically. That our physical well-being can have so much bearing uh, on 
our motivation to do the things we need to do. If we're sick or exhausted, it's, it's hard to keep going. If we're, you know, n- not taking care of ourselves, we're not able to uh, maintain the energy and the focus and even the positive attitude that we need in order to accomplish the things that we're trying to do. And then also on a, a very practical level, especially if, if the loss of motivation is coming from uh, the goal being too big or the results being too far in the distance and uh, to feel like you're ever going to get there, is to break it down into smaller mini goals that lead you in the direction of the big goal. And I mean, the obvious simple one is if you're trying to lose weight. Uh, you know, if I've got, say, 25 pounds to lose at my age, that's going to take a long time. And if I focus on that and how far I am from it, uh, it'll be easy to get unmotivated. But if I set a smaller goal to lose two pounds in the next two weeks, for instance, that's very achievable. It's closer. There's a closer connection between the effort I'm putting into it and the results I'm going to get. The results are going to come faster than that big goal that's way out there in the, in the distance and kind of hard to see on the horizon. So those are some thoughts that I had on, um, you know, what might, why I might lose motivation and what I could do to get it back uh, for whatever, in whatever area. I wonder what you think. I mean, I'd be so interested to hear what motivates you Are you intrinsically, internally motivated or externally motivated? What do you do to get motivated for for a challenging task or to persist past obstacles to achieve a really important goal? I really would, for my own sake, um, love to hear your thoughts. And so please feel free to share your thoughts or ask questions or just comment by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 40 and scrolling down through the show notes to the comments section and leave a note there. As always, you can also um, send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or leave a comment on uh, the Productive Woman's Facebook page. And uh, I, I look for those, I monitor those, and I respond to comments either on the Facebook page or on the website. And remember, there are those uh, voicemail button things, both on the website and on the Facebook page that you can click on and just uh, record a little message to me right there on your computer. So I hope to hear from you uh, on this topic or any other. Um, Again, I want to ask you if you're enjoying the podcast, I would so much appreciate it if you would consider rating and reviewing The Productive Woman in iTunes and Stitcher. There are links both to subscribe and to rate and review the show in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 40. Or you can, uh, you can just go to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher, and that'll take you right there to that page. And you could just, you know, just a, a sentence, a couple of sentences to let me know what you think. Um, your comments about the show are important for a couple of reasons. They, uh, because of the algorithms and stuff and the way things work on iTunes and Stitcher, if you, the more people who leave comments who rate and review the show, 
uh, the more they make it visible to other people so other, other women can find and become part of this. But the feedback is just so valuable to me. It helps me know what's working, what's not, what I can do to make the show better. And that's really important to me. I want to thank a listener. I don't know her real name, but she, uh, on iTunes, she goes by Branches of Bliss. And this is a listener from Canada. And she left a really nice review uh, in the last few weeks on iTunes. She uh, said, among other things, this is a great podcast for anyone looking to increase and maximize their productivity in any area of their life. Laura provides many practical tips and break down, breaks down the problems that often surround them, which I feel helps us to understand where we may be setting ourselves up for discouragement and ultimately failure. So thank you so much, whatever your real name is. Um, branches of bliss in Canada. Thank you very much for, for those encouraging words. Before we finish up, I guess one last thing I do want to say thank you again to our sponsor for this episode, Doodle. Uh, scheduling a meeting with a group of people, you know, if you've ever had to do it, it can be so frustrating and so time consuming. If you're, you know, sending email messages or text messages back and forth, trying to agree on a date that works for everybody. Well, Doodle is an online service that solves this problem, makes it easy to schedule a meeting with one or more people. There are over 24 million people using Doodle each month to save time. And you can too. I, I'm one of those people. I use it to schedule uh, guest appearances on the show. You don't have to register. It's very simple and free to get started. So you can go to the website and to schedule a meeting, you just select some possible dates and times by clicking on a, you know, it's like a calendar grid. It's really, really easy. You select whatever dates and times work, several options, and then you enter the email addresses of the people that need to be a part of it, and you hit send, and each of them gets an email with a link that brings them right back here, and they can just go down the list and click the ones that work for them, and then you go back, and with one quick glance, you can see what everybody's availability and what dates or times will work for everyone, and you can decide on a time that works for the group. The, uh, it can be used to schedule any kind, not just business meetings, but parties, um, family reunions, uh, you know, dinner with friends, any kind of uh, committee meetings, all kinds of things, any, basically anything that involves more than one person that you're trying to schedule. The basic scheduling service is free. They also have a free personal scheduling profile called Meet Me, and Premium Doodle is available starting at only $39 a year, and it offers uh, some really great additional features like calendar integration and automatic reminders. So you can, as I've said, you can get started for free by visiting the website. They also have apps for iPhone and Android, and um, those work really great. You can set up your little, they call them polls, doodle polls, and send them out right from your phone. Scheduling does not have to be a pain. You can make it fun and enjoyable with doodle, and you can learn more at theproductivewoman.com slash doodle. And thank you so much to doodle for supporting The Productive Woman. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you again for spending this time with me. I hope 
Uh, I hope you found some of this useful. I hope there's something that you can, um, that will help you get motivated and more productive. I hope to hear from you with your thoughts and suggestions, and I really look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself, and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.